out. All right, all right, all right. Michael Gavin here, your mind mechanic. Tuning up your heart, your mind, one at a time so your ideas do not die in your heart, your head, or your hard drive. So today, we're going to talk about the fears that are holding you back, the rules that are holding you back uh, from experiencing true freedom. And I did this post today, and essentially, it's interesting because for so long, I have said, I am not a writer. I am not a good writer. I don't like writing. And yet I went through, and if I go over here and I look at my notes that are in, I used to use a program called Evernote. Now I just have my, my iMessage or iNotes, or Cloud Notes, whatever here, the iCloud. And I'm like, there's like 679 things here. Now, some things are copy and pasted things I've taken in notes, but I literally have under inspired thoughts, I organized it, 112 daily jumpstart ideas, 18 blog posts, 79. And I look at some of these things and I don't even have all these in this one where I called it the, the one document. <clears throat> and it had, I think, 70,000 words in it. And I look and I go, what rules have I created in my life that have made me like resist writing so much and think it's such a bad thing? And what I realized is that, you know, when we're younger, we're taught to, to fit in. Don't speak outside a term. Uh, one big thing I brought up in the, in, the, in the post that I made is that, you know, in school, you were, it was very much frowned upon for you to get help with things that you're not good at. Yet the greatest businesses that exist and entrepreneurs, typically they're delegating, they're getting help, they're hiring people, they're getting support for the areas at which they're weak. But when we're, conf when we're put into this box, to operate a certain way when we get older, it's hard to break that box, get out of that box or break the rules. I've said this a few different times recently. I'm not talking about rules that keep us safe, like driving radically on the highway. There's lots of things, I'm not gonna get into them all, that are good rules. And then I joked in there, yeah, but if it's you know a four-way stop and it's all red and it's you know there's nobody for miles inside, are you the person who's gonna stay there till it's green or are you gonna go? <clears throat> Quite frankly, I'm a person who goes, um, you know, again, but I'm not going to be driving 100 miles an hour down the highway, weaving in and out of traffic, <clears throat> you know, um, driving like a maniac. And so, or nor am I going to go through when there's cars weaving, you know, not weaving, but green lights and there's stop signs and all of that and just fly through the light. But yet there's so many rules that aren't life or death, and they're not here really to keep us safe, but they were made at some point in time, made up by someone, whether that's writing rules, how you're supposed to run your business rules. And I think that there's a lot of those things that are meant to be broken. I mean, it's nice to know them. It's nice to understand them. But what I felt when it came to my writing is that this is still my sweet spot. Like, by and large, I, I, I don't consider myself in the sense of like, I'm going to write all the time. I want to be an author and I want to write all these books. But I realized today where I've broken all these rules. I've been perfectly written things. I put it out there, but I still always saw myself. I would say I'm not a writer and I'm not a good writer. I don't even like writing. And I realized there are things that I just want to get out. And it's easier sometimes to get it out in the typed out word. 
but yet you, you, you get the trauma back to when you're younger, when you're, when you, you know, the things I write, you know, the emails that I wrote that got me some of my biggest clients, but most of all got me my wife. The message I wrote was not auditory. It was not audio. It was a message on MySpace, right? And so writing has, has played a profound impact on my life. And if you were to look and be critical of the things that I've written, you could be what happened in school, red marks all over it, right? Here, this isn't wrong. You shouldn't have done this. This period doesn't go there. But what I found in business specifically is that there's a lot of people doing all the right things. Dotting the T's and crossing the I's. But yet, for one reason or another, it's not working. And what I've seen is there's there's a new paradigm. There's a new way to view things. It's not just be all you know, head in, the, head in the clouds, you know, as people will say, or uh, as I say, there's kind of, there's two extremes that exist sometimes. I'm going to like live out in the woods and kumbaya, you know, and you're the most softest human on earth. Like there's that aspect. There's, there's not a, there's not a, a intense bone in their body, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but then there's the other extreme, which is the like, Super alpha, intense, direct, Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, Donald Trump kind of energy. And there's like these polars. You see a lot of polars. You see the extremes. And what I found to be really powerful is to have versions of balance and recognize that that intensity, that directness, that, um, you know, uh, quote unquote, alpha energy, if you will, there's nothing wrong with it. But simultaneously, to not have any soft skills, to think that the only reason you're succeeding is simply by, you know, plowing into the ground and working to the, you know, not sleeping, all these kind of things. Like, it just, it isn't, um, there's a lot underneath the surface and invisible that I've come to see as I've, as I've studied my own life and those of others where why are there super talented people who from a business and financial aspect are not doing well, but they're, they're like on the surface, judging the book by their, by the cover, like, like, how is this person not successful? I've had friends who are like, I can't believe you're not a millionaire. I can't believe this. And they're so frustrated from hearing those things. Whilst then there's people that you look at and you're like, what am I doing wrong? Like you're judging again. But you're looking at you going, I know I'm more talented than that person. I know that I'm better. Like what you see on the surface and you do compare and you go, wow, again, what am I doing wrong? And what I found is it's that invisibleness that's, that's, that's happening below the surface that we just quite frankly, uh, I think there's been people who've understood it for a long time. There's some people who intuitively have gotten it. I think for me, there's been the aspects where I, didn't understand the invisible that was going on, but it was working for me. You know, times where it's like, it didn't seem like anything changed on the surface in my business. And yet everything changed for the better. It's like, what, what happened there? And you see these, I saw a lady today who I think when she was 60, uh, the doctor said, you know, cholesterol, blood pressure, all this stuff's not good. You're going to have to lose some weight. And, you know, it was really a, a, a gloom and doom kind of uh, diagno- diagnosis. And her daughter happened to be into fitness and like finally 
the mom was like, I'm all in. Like, I'm not, I'm not going down this way. And the, the, the phrase she used was, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I see that a lot of people get to that place of sick and tired of being sick and tired. And they finally go, I'm going to break those rules. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, that they haven't done. And my thing is, is that, that I'm continuing to practice because I see that that's a behavior that I adopted over the years, a habit that I adopted, which was like, when there's pressure, I act. And when there's not, I don't. So at times trends in my life is I make a bunch of money and then I don't do anything for a while. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's great. And all of a sudden I'm like, "Ah, I'm going to be running out of money. And I'm like, that doesn't have to happen. Like I don't have to constantly live where I'll, I'll take a lot of action when my back's against the wall, but without any awareness, that's likely what you'll do. That's likely what I'll do. If, if you resonate with that. And so then it takes that awareness to go, I don't, I don't want to practice that anymore. I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to be the person who constantly has to go to these extremes and get sick and tired of being sick and tired before I act. Because all that ever happens <coughs> is we make a decision. We make a decision when we finally get sick and tired of being sick and tired. But you don't have to hit a rock bottom. I wrote this thing down the other day, rock bottom to rock star, rock star to rock bottom. Like people go in reverse. I mean, I, I've known people that like, they've made tons of money, they lost the money. They've made it again, they lost the money, right? But they know how to do it. That's why you hear the thing about, you know, people win the lottery sometimes, there's such, such issues they have because they didn't te- technically in their eyes earn it. So if they, they hold on to it, with a lot of scarcity mindset, because if they lose it, they don't know if they'll ever give it back because it, it felt accidental. So, you know, in my life, no matter where my money's been over the last few years, as I've, as I've, um, you know, uh, navigated this terrain of, of doing things differently with the world of which I'm, you know, you see me here speaking and coaching and inspiring and, and getting paid just for me, just doing what I'm doing here. Um, versus, running around with my camera for 16, 17 years. And so some of you want to get paid more for the thing you're currently doing. And some of you are in a job that you might be really good at. You just don't want to do anymore. Um, Some of you are in a job that you hate, whether you're good or not, you don't want to do it anymore. And other times you've, like what happened to me, I had built a business that I just didn't love anymore. I didn't hate it. And I didn't get to where I got to disliking it, uh, but I just fell in love with this. And so at times there's those transitions that we're going to make. And there's a lot of rules that are out there about how you should do things, the way it should look, the right way, the wrong way, this way, that way. And what I've really started to observe as of recently, I mean, sure, without getting into anything that's top of mind right now, there are certain things that help are better than other things to do at times, but it's the invisible that's, that's below the surface that a lot have zero awareness of. And I've been studying a lot over the last few years that really makes all the difference. And that can be the, the conviction and belief that you have in the thing that you're offering, the thing that you're doing. Because too many times people are following all the strategies and the tactics, and they don't even want to do those things. They don't even believe in those things. They don't believe in themselves, and they don't believe in the product. 
And to the degree that you actually believe in what you have, not just believe in you, believe in what you have and believe that it can help somebody. Believe that you can get the results, right? We can, we can do things to, to you know, I, I, there's phrases, fake it till you make it. I'm not a huge fan of that. Everybody resonates differently. Some people that's worked for. So see, that's why it's like, that's not a phrase that automatically works or doesn't work. But you've got to ask yourself on a daily basis, is what I'm doing, is what I'm thinking, is the way I'm, 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 I'm like viewing this whole thing, is it working or is it not? And sometimes it's not, not working because it's where you live or the pricing or the, the business model. And, that, and that's a reminder to myself. And when I really look, some of the things I did to work the most, I was told shouldn't work. I was told by others not to do, but I loved it. And, and the shift, the sick and tired of getting sick and tired was owning the thing that I loved, which was really breaking rules that were made up by random people that worked for them. A lot of times rules, not all, but sometimes these rules that are created that aren't rules to keep us safe on the highway and other rules that exist that I no need to get into, but there's rules that people create for themselves that then they tell other people with high levels of conviction that this is the way you need to do things when really all it is is a projection of what works for them and they believe it should work for everybody. And that's the way that it needs to be done when in fact, it's a way, but not the way. Watch, for, and I have to constantly watch that for myself. Watch people who have the way to do something. Because I brought this up before, I haven't said in, uh, recently in, in these videos, but imagine that you wear a size seven shoe and somebody convinces you to get this shoe that you know darn well will not fit your foot. It's a size three. But they've convinced you that this is the best shoe on earth. You'll never need another shoe. Just buy this shoe once, you know, da, 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 da. But it's like, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't matter how much you ramrod your foot into that shoe. Your foot will not fit in the shoe. And so at times you've got to look, there can be a way that works really, really well. There's nothing wrong with the way. And the only reason it's not working is because either you're not working it or you don't believe it'll work or you don't want it to work, that's an that's a interesting one, right? You don't want it to work. But at times we've just got to look. I believe a lot of people got all the right ingredients. I, I, I wrote this this morning. You know, if you've got rocks, sand, and a cup, and you put all the sand in first, you can't get the rocks in. But you put the rocks in first, and the sand will go around the rocks. A lot of people have the right things. They're at times put it in the right, wrong order. I think about food. I'm not a, I'm not a huge cooker. I'm getting better and better at it every day. But the reality is there's certain things like you, you, you do the ingredients, all the ingredients individually might not be good, might not taste good, but all together, not necessarily always in a perfect order, but sometimes a sequence at which you have to cook something and go with the flour with a cake. You can't put, you can't bake the whole thing and then throw the flour in afterwards, right? That has to come at the beginning of the process. And then you cook, the, you bake the cake, right? So there's those things that at times, we're getting out of order. And the work that I am doing here every day with you and that I'm doing with people, you know, individually or in group settings, when I get to hear you, I can help you, I always say, is that I'm looking at the foundation. 
I just had, I had somebody yesterday, if you're listening, uh, Catherine, that I did on my mind tune up time call where it's like for two years, she's felt stuck because she was trying to fit into a box that she says it didn't resonate. It didn't feel right. And a lot of people go, eh, blah, 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 and kind of like, you know, people who are very alpha and that just like suck it up, buttercup, like just that kind of energy and attitude towards it. But that's a very specific type of person who cares zero about feelings is just like suck it up buttercup the people who resonate with me a lot of times that's not that's not how they operate right they care a lot more about what they're doing than they just do the result that's going to happen right like i hate all of this but hey the result's going to be amazing right this this ends to a means sometimes that works for people a lot of times with a lot of creatives that doesn't work because if you took the creativity out of them if you took the some people you know are uh, well, for me, videography, right? Some people own a video production company, do that, do that forever. And that's what they love to do. They never teach people overall. They hire people, they, they run the business, they do the thing, that's it. Then other people, they may get asked to teach or coach or mentor. And they start to do that. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm just gonna do that. Now for me, that's what happened to me. I fell in love more with that than I did the doing of the thing. Not because, I mean- some people could say, if you really looked at it, it was actually easier for me to keep making money. Not forever will it be this way, but like I made a lot more money. I had such prop, momentum over 16 years with video that that would have been the logical thing to stay into. But my heart could not continue there. And so what's fascinating is that then some people do both. There's no right or wrong here. So some people just you know, start the business, do the business, do the creativity. But some people, if you're, you love shooting, you love editing, you love writing, and you took that away and just had to manage people and hire all these people and do that, you may hate that. You know, there's a story of two designers. Um, I've told this story before, but it, it ties into the context of this today in regards to breaking rules, finding your own way and experimenting sometimes. But when you feel a certain way, really got to check in with that. So these two designers wanted this promotion. They'd work really hard. They're really good designers. And they get this promotion. Promotions for more pay, you know, on certain levels, more responsibility. And both of them think it's exactly what they were looking for, exactly what they wanted. And six months in, one is thrilled, having a blast and really enjoying it. And the other one is really confused why they're not happy. What's wrong with me? This is exactly what I thought I wanted. And now that I have it, I don't really enjoy it. I don't like it. Now, the part I left out is this new responsibility, this new money, this more money, this new path removed the designing part. You can plug in videography, whatever you want. And so what happened is, and you hear this all the time, work on your business rather than in your business. The thing is, not that some people, we're all different. And the shifts we're going to make and the rules we're going to break and what's going to happen for us will all be different. We're not all following the exact same path and going to be destined to the exact same outcome, except for death, maybe. <laughs> but in this scenario, the one you know, caveat was that they weren't going to design as much. They, they did a ton of designing every day and got really good at design work. But then the promotion was going to be, you're going to manage a team of designers and really more be a, you know, a, a people manager then you actually getting to do the work and do the designing. And so for the one, that was the next natural flow. They really loved that. 
and that was great for them. Whilst the other person really didn't enjoy that and wanted to be designing. And I've seen this in my career, especially with a lot of the entrepreneurs I got to film for back in the day, real high level where, you know, what I'm thinking of right now. I mean, his whole business was around replacing people, like not replacing people, replacing himself, I should say. And uh, having a whole business that run and, and operated, ran and operated without him. But he reached a place where, he was bored out of his mind and the thing he loved doing, he wasn't even getting to do. And, 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 and there was still a level of management that just annoyed him. And so he ended up just cutting it all. He achieved the goal of becoming replaceable, but at the same time, he wanted to get back to the things that he loved. And so for you, as you, as you move forward with whatever you're doing, whether you're just starting or you're deep into something, um, check yourself. Where are you at right now? In regards to how you're feeling about everything. Are you pumped? Are you stoked? What's the next level for you? Sometimes the next level is not materialistic. It's not you know, completely changing direction. I think we live in this, this culture of more, 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 more always. And that, you know, if you're going to make more money, then you need a better house. You need a better car. You need a better this. And everything always needs to upgrade. And through my observation the last few years, there's people who have continued to make more money, but the money gets spent on serving other people, buying them cars, doing like all sorts of things. Up-leveling doesn't always mean you got to hire tons more people. Some people, that's what they love. That's their game. So as you create your life and create your business, what's your game? What's a game you like to play? This is a question I ask myself every day and continuing to unlearn and, and, and retune up my own mind into Constantly recognizing, what do I love? What do I love to do? What's a game I love to play? Just because it can doesn't mean I, I you know, I, you, you, you should. And so at times there's those aspects where I've recognized that we have these invisible rules that are play that have been placed by someone that we think we can't break. We look at it black and white as if there's only one way when there's really likely many ways. And each of those ways could work. And it's a matter of making a decision, picking one, knowing that you don't have to be stuck with it. And if three days or three weeks in, you're like, yep, that was a wrong decision. Now that decision can be eliminated off of your, 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 your mental bandwidth and give you more space. And then you get to the place where you're like, yeah, this is freaking awesome. This is my sweet spot. That may last a year. It may last a decade. It may last the rest of your life. But don't worry as whether or not it's going to last forever. It's simply, to me, it's an aspect of providing relief to people, providing relief to yourself, to knowing that there really isn't a wrong way or a perfect way or a right way to do something. The way that's going to work the best is the way that you genuinely can get the most behind and get the most excited about and enjoy the majority of the process. There'll be bumps in the road, there'll be difficulties, but we don't need to make it any more difficult than it may already be. And so my friends, rock and roll, your daily jumpstart, Michael Gavin here, tuning up your heart, your mind, one at a time, so your ideas don't die in your heart, your head, your hard drive. Uh, you can um, check these out Monday through Friday. I appreciate it. And uh, if you're on Facebook right now, catching a live, give some likes and love, leave me a comment, send me a message. I appreciate you. Send me a message if you uh, like a topic covered or you have questions or thoughts or anything in regards to, you know, what am I saying here? I'm here for you. So appreciate you. Keep rocking. Keep rolling. We'll talk soon.